0: Folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. My name's Tude, and I'm Obert. And you know, the journey was long and tenuous, but
1: it's finally over. What the journey? Where did you finish watching Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> the
2: extended version, man. The extended long, version. Long, yeah, I
1: started them eight journey. years ago.
0: Yeah. Finally finished. No, uh, this is a very special episode for the 31st episode. As is tradition, all 31st episodes of podcasts are very, very important episodes. Right. Oh, yes, uh,
2: as we all know.
0: Right, as time-honored tradition. But we all finally have our own barrel-aged 10-fitty that have, has been untainted by me
1: destroying it in the freezer <laughs> I'm still so angry at that I've had that at for least so long you both
2: got to try it
1: that's true that is that's is true yeah I've yeah, had mine pretty...
2: in the fridge for as long and I've wanting been wanting to drink it I just keep staring staring at me in the face and now finally tonight's the night we're all gonna crack
1: in but that that can was like from the one that Chris destroyed was from like 2015 <laughs> or 2014 like it was old. Yeah, I had been teaching it for a long time.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, you you were able to replace it, and I think that's that's what matters most.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh
0: man, yeah. So, um,
2: I have a question for you, Chris. Okay. What's the status of Toe Mountain these days? Is it? Have you been scaling it recently? Do you need oxygen (laughs) still? Oxygen tanks at the top.
0: (laughs) So Toe Mountain is being slowly eroded uh by Is by it car- th- by the carpet sea and <laughs>
1: <laughs> tote hill now?
0: It's like it's like uh, it's like tote plateau or something. Okay. Like it's not really quite it's not you've really been, quite a hill. You've
2: been strip mining the Tote Mountain and just leveling it.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. We we've been uh slowly but surely putting away things and moving removing totes from Tote Mountain. There's still quite a few totes <laughs> um but the the important things are plugged in like the beer fridge and the TV and the video games and things of that nature super, so super
1: super important things
0: but yeah you know the the, the big things um, the big tray there <laughs> yeah right i think the beer fridge got plugged in before putting cj's crib together to be honest but <laughs> <laughs> but that's also together now so he's he's, sl- he's sleeping in his comfortable crib now so but yeah so we're getting there we're getting there we have uh we have some visitors coming this week already so we already yeah, my dad, my dad's coming down, yeah nice. so so he'll be hanging out with us for he's gonna get lost
1: week. in Tote Mountain, you're gonna have to build him like a cavern to get through it. <laughs> I probably could, I could make
0: him his own room if he wanted,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we
0: covered
2: that last
1: time,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, we did, we could add on additions right, but but it's a uh, it's been it's been good, I can finally drive to work without my g p s so that, that, was a a, that, was a, that was a small win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long is your commute? It's uh, 20 minutes. Okay, that's not too bad. It, yeah, it's, it's, but the thing is, it's, and I haven't had a commute like this since living in Lisbon, I think. It's no highway. It's all back roads. Okay. So, you know, you have to learn all the turn lefts and turn in rights. And one thing that I'm noticing about North Carolina, which I didn't notice about Tennessee, is that there are roads that are very narrow two-lane roads, and the speed limit is like 55 miles an hour. Oh,
2: it's just like Ross Hill Road if the speed limit was what people actually
0: drove on it. (laughs) Exactly. Precisely, (laughs) yes. Yeah. So, but that's just one thing that, like, I'll be driving, I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going 50, and then someone flies up behind me, I'm like, oh, I'm five miles under the speed limit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, time for a little truth for everybody who's listening. What's the fastest you've gone on Ross Hill Road? Oh, I never made it to triple the speed limit. Seven, ne- okay. 75?
0: Okay, Yeah, 75. never made it 75. I don't,
1: think, you know, I don't think I did either. I think I hit 90 coming up the hill one time. Like the big up hill. Up the hill? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah.
0: I, my, I was always down That's, the hill. I would just. Yeah. That sounds you unsafe. You would hit
1: that. Yeah.
0: Well, except for there's that curve like right near, right near Miss Gothier's house that you have to watch out for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, once you come around that curve as you're going up the hill, because you don't have a stop sign. Over there, so you, oh, could true. The, you could hit the apex of the hill and keep on flying down the hill.
0: Yeah, that's true. Now, I think I would have to say maybe, maybe sixty or sixty-five.
1: Yeah, that's about where I'm, I'm at. So yeah, but anybody, eh. all the listeners, write in. What's the fastest you've gone on Rossville Road?
2: Right, we want to know. We want to hear from our <laughs> listeners.
1: Yeah, I
0: promise we we are not cops. <laughs>
1: wink, 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 wait. <laughs> I actually had a. Uh, uh, you know how uh, the police officer, uh, Officer Washburn, lived in Strawberry Fields. Mm-hmm. He was following me down Rosso Road one time and got on the loudspeaker in his car and told me to drive faster. And so then, <laughs> as I got, as I was going faster, at one point he got in and said, "Slow down." <laughs> Not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: easy, easy. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: that's funny. Yeah. The third time, so. he was like, "All right, right there." <laughs> yeah, that's that's it the just perfect right. speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So this was really good audio for any, everybody who lives outside of Connecticut. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Anybody know, who didn't grow up with us.
2: Or on not on our road, right?
0: <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Now that we got that narrow yeah. casting out of the way, let's um, let's crack these open.
1: So yeah. so first before we do that, okay. we oh. should we should introduce our individual beers by saying what day they were canned on and what is the can say.
2: Okay, yeah, let's take a step back because for people who haven't been following us on our journey, we are all drinking the same beer tonight. It's from Oscar Blues, a brewery out of Colorado. It's their uh, 10-fitty Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. Um, it's 12.9%. We each have a tall, what is this, 22-ounce can? They're 19.2-ounce no. uh, One, Yeah, 1.3.2 ounces. That's an oddly specific... That must convert to something in metric. I don't know. But um, so to answer your question, Ted, mine was canned on 11, 10, 17, and it's bigger than the boogeyman, is what mine says.
0: Chris? So mine's the baby of the group, because I, uh, uh, for those of you that listened, I was the one that was dragging my feet on getting one. Mine was canned on 10, 19, 18, so just about a year younger
1: than Obert's beer. And mine says, whiskey business. And mine was canned on November 7th, 2017. So three days earlier than Oberts. And it says, I barely recognize you. And barely is spelled barrel with an L-Y at the end. So it's a, nice. It's a lot of L's and barely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I learned in Spanish class that that's pronounced like a Y.
2: Yeah, barely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So over um, our our beers are brothers. Yeah. Or sisters or related.
2: We'll have to figure out which one if if the extra three days of aging or four days of aging really helps.
1: <laughs> it's it's possible. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And mine's like a, a cousin, a younger cousin that yeah. like you don't want to hang out with or something. Right. Yeah, we all right. have
2: those like that one cousin who's always
0: trying to hang out with the group. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you're always <laughs> like, get get out of here, cousin. <laughs> Alright. So uh might as well get into it, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah, sounds
0: good. Ted, I don't think I heard mm. your crack. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that's because I as I'm going to provide some some background mm, on what yeah, I did. Strong raisiny aromas here. I cracked mine and poured it. That way, it would start to heat up a little bit, or not be as cold. That way, I could get a little bit more of the notes. Wow, this
2: is really really heady beer. And yeah. yeah that was another decent- that was
1: another issue I had.
2: It's like looks like motor oil pouring it into this glass.
0: It does, yeah. It is, Uh, yeah.
2: What is the um, SRM on this? Uh, Somewhere, I think, around 1.6 quadrillion.
1: (laughs) It's one of the best ones yet. Like, I'm holding it up to a light bulb right now, and I cannot see the light bulb through the beer at all.
2: All right, so before I dig in here, because like I said, I got a little bit of head to recede. What are you guys smelling through here? I smell a lot of bourbon. Mm, yeah,
1: I definitely get that. A lot of the bourbon aroma. I, I smell some coffee too. Any cocoa? No, I smell sweet. I smell. I smell something sweet. I don't smell any cocoa though. Yeah, I
0: definitely. I get the bourbon real strong, and I do get like a sweetness to it. But I don't. Yeah, know. maybe some vanilla. That's yeah, possible.
1: Yeah, and hatch, hashtag fun fact. We we said Oscar Blues is out of Colorado. They also have a brewery in Asheville, so not too far away from you, Chris.
0: Hey, look at that. Maybe. Maybe I'll go there someday. Yeah. Tell them, hey, you probably heard of us. We talked about your beer <laughs> times three.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, are we ready to do this? And take, I think, think so. Take the inaugural sip. Yeah. Let's go for it. All right, bottoms up, guys. All right, ready? One, two, three.
2: All right. Initial thoughts. I like it. <laughs> bold, bold statement from Ted. <laughs> the beer is good. Um,
1: <laughs> it's it's What's not right? as bo- it's not as boozy as I thought it was gonna be.
2: No, I completely agree. It's really smooth
0: for, for being 12. a thirteen percent. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen
1: percent yeah. beer right here.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really I mean, you get that bourbon flavor, which I enjoy, but there's a lot of like, you know, sweet sweet like and like almost like toasted sweetness. I don't know exactly what it is. Can't put my finger on it.
2: Roasted that, toasted banana?
0: Roasted toasted banana. That, <laughs> <laughs> that is uh
1: it's really, really good. It mellows it out. There's there's definitely hints of vanilla. Um,
2: is mm, it maple yeah.
1: syrup? Is that – I mean, Maybe, is that yeah. the sweetness?
2: Yeah, it does remind me a little bit of that um, – what is that? The KBS or CBS, the uh, Kentucky bourbon.
0: The, the CBS has maple syrup in it. I know that. Maybe that's – yeah.
2: I get that. This reminds me a lot of that beer from Founders.
0: Yeah. It's good though. I mean, it's very – very smooth and the more i drink it the more i get more of that like almost almost like bitter kind of uh, aftertaste like i don't know exactly how to pinpoint it but
1: i i i taste a lot of like a cookie like it tastes a lot like like it says on the can half-baked and it, i just keep on thinking of the ben and jerry's ice cream half-baked mm, and that's it, probably what is what's in there and it kind of reminds me of that a little bit i don't know if i've had the ben and jerry's half-baked I feel like you've been living life wrong. No, wow. it's because
0: fish because fish food is the
2: best. So. Fish food is one of my all-time Ben and Jerry's favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But half
1: so. baked is so much better.
2: Um, can I read some of the tasting notes from Beer Advocate and see if you guys
0: agree with them? Okay. I feel like it's gonna be like super boozy. <laughs> Not sweet at all.
2: <laughs> this Titanic immensely viscous style, and I will agree with that, like I said with the motor oil comment earlier. Yep. Is loaded mm-hmm. with uh intimable flavors like intimidatable i don't know intimable flavors of chocolate covered caramel and coffee and hides a hefty 98 ibus so good call on the bitterness there chris underneath the smooth blanket of malt it's made with enormous amounts of two-row malt chocolate malt roasted barley flaked oats and hops
1: so i definitely agree with the coffee i get a ton of coffee Mm -hmm. it's i mean basically what they're saying is that it's Got really good flavor, and you don't really notice that it's 13% alcohol. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't disagree with anything. The one thing that I would probably challenge, which clearly I'm wrong, is that I don't get a ton of chocolate out of it. So maybe that's the sweetness that I'm getting more yeah. so.
2: Well, but... I did mess up. That was the original 10 pity. That wasn't the barrel-aged one that I read oh. the description of. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the, okay. the barrel-aged says more espresso, burnt sugar. I get that, that molasses-y flavor. Mm-hmm. Rich chocolate caramel notes are now driven alongside the vanilla oak and bourbon from the barrel, and okay. have been smoothed out during maturation.
0: That makes sense because yeah. the bur- I, I can feel I can see how bourbon is going to overpower like a more vanilla and chocolate. So yeah, kind of kind of makes sense. It's a good beer though. I mean, I've had I've had half of one before, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's enjoyable for twelve point nine percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Untapped describes it as smooth, boozy, dark, thick, and sweet.
0: Yeah, I would
2: say it's all of those things.
1: Um, I don't know, maybe this
2: is this is my hot take here, but I feel like a lot of times when I'm having Russian Imperial Stouts, which mm. I, don't, I don't know if this is Russian or not. I don't know, you know what makes a Russian Imperial Stout Russian, but I feel like a lot of them taste very similar to me. I'd like to do a flight of a few of them and compare them and see what, what flavors different ones bring.
1: The over-the-top booziness that these beers have that makes them kind of all seem similar. Like I, I had a, I've had a, uh, like a tw- twenty, like number twenty-one, um, Old Rasputin before.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yep.
1: And this kind of reminds me exactly of that. I don't, and granted, I'm not drinking them side by side, but I think they taste exactly I would tell you they tasted exactly the same.
2: Yeah, uh, I had another tip of Ivan the Terrible. Um, the barrel aged version of that at the brew fest yesterday that I went to on the ski mountain here, and um, yeah, that I think was a little bit you felt the alcohol more. I think that was one thing we all said when we tasted this ten is it hides the alcohol well, some other Russian imperial stouts, you'll think that alcohol burn in your nose a little more right. um than with this. I think it's a little more mellow,
1: that's the shock, yeah,
2: right. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, did you have three sips because then you can really savor it. Oh, yeah, yeah. you have to get to the savor. So w- I think it's interesting because you know, we talked about it a little bit off air, but Oberts had his out of the fridge for an hour. Tud poured his beforehand to let it like warm up and aerate or whatever the hell beer does. And <laughs> I took mine like right out of the fridge before we before we uh were recorded. Now, granted it's a fridge I'm not used to, but it's still like tastes fine it i I, like i don't know how it's going to change as the as it warms up but we're saying a lot of the same things even though mine's colder than than yours which is kind of interesting
2: yeah and i think maybe as the show goes on you can maybe you'll be like oh yeah now i get what you and ted were saying about xyz right as yours warms up yeah but no i think we're all on the same page and i think for our first three-person beer review of the same beer um Mm -hmm. I think it went pretty well i think we all kind of got the same things out of it
0: yeah i think i think i think they i mean there's a reason they make it every year you know and actually,
1: actually this is the second three beer review three beer review we've done
2: what was the first one
0: it was our first face your beers yeah right yep the the, the hell the
2: the was that the hamburgers and fries yeah the yeah,
0: hamburgers yeah. and fries
2: that's right that was that's yep. a good point good memory ted it was a good call
0: <laughs> Uh, so, to conclude, unless you guys have more to say, uh, I I don't know the, a better way of doing this than just counting to three and then all of us shouting <laughs> into our microphone what our rating out of
1: five is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, okay. I feel like that's the most that's economical the, way of the, doing it
2: uh, for a podcast for audio. That sounds like the worst way to do it, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds good. The most confusing <laughs> way for our
0: listeners. Let's do that one. All right. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three, four, four one, two, five. five. Oh,
2: <laughs> we all agree.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Four, Sweet. Two, hey. For everybody. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Wow. So
1: then... We're all on we, the
2: same page.
1: There we go. Let's cheers,
2: yeah. to that. So, cheers to that, boys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was good. Yeah. We're actually... And that's weird because, like, you're a tough grader, Obert, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, so the reason for me it's not a four or four and a half is um, it's so well-balanced that it breaks that four barrier for me. You know, this is a beer you want to really savor and enjoy. It's not a beer you're going to drink every single day. Um, But to make this a four and a half, it would have to be – just above and beyond every other barrel-aged Imperial Stout I've had. And I think we all kind of agree this, like we said, this kind of falls in line with most of the other Imperial Stouts barrel-aged yeah. we've had.
1: Yeah. So It's, it's fantastic. What, it just doesn't knock my socks off.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. It's very good, but it's not um, breaking any new ground.
1: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you think when I check it in on Untapped, do you think that Labyrinth Brewing Company minds that I tag that I'm always drinking at their bar? No, probably not. Do I'll they have why. Do they
2: have one of those um, screens that that shows the check ins? Yes. Oh, <laughs> then <there>. they might. <laughs> then they actually might. If if people are like, it's oh, i like, have just... the ten fifty. You guys <laughs> have that? Like, no, that's our neighbor. <laughs> yeah. the,
1: that's how close I live to this brewery. That this location, it's the it's the closest thing. To where hey, I l- am,
0: Labyrinth, Labyrinth Brewing, folks. right in. Let us know if you, if you mind seeing Tud's face dominating your scoreboard every night. I, w-
2: <laughs> I walked you tired in. Tired of him putting the stickers all over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I walked in there the other day, and I was drinking, and I Caitlin and I were doing half pours, and my name was all across the bottom. It was just, it was, just- it, was it was just me.
2: You were like that kid who's played that arcade machine for too long and has the high score initials for every single spot.
1: T U D. T U T.
0: Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I always do that though. Like whenever I go into a brewery, within like fifteen minutes, I have all of the all of the spots on untapped. You're like, I win. So, you know, I I beat it. I beat you. Dominated. So, oh man, yeah, that's funny. So.
1: So, Obert, you were saying that you went to a brew fest this weekend.
0: I yeah. So, so a couple of weeks ago I
2: went to that one in Big Fork. This one was actually not in Big Fork, In Little on, Fork? On Big no, Mountain. Small
0: spoon. Oh. oh.
2: Yeah. On uh the the Sharp knife. On the on Big Mountain AKA Whitefish Mountain Resort. And it was the proceeds of the brew fest went to support the shuttle that drives people from the mountain to town and vice versa. It's like a free shuttle that goes year round. Oh, um, nice. I got to say though, it was not the most impressive beer fest I've been to. Um, there was a lot of Montana breweries, but not a lot of Flathead Valley breweries. Like the small local breweries didn't make it because it was limited. There's maybe only 14 breweries if I had to guess, and they got crowded out I think by the bigger names. Like Oscar Blues was there. Um,
1: Sierra Nevada seen, was there. That's pretty cool that Oscar Blues is there because I've never seen Oscar Blues at any beer fest I've been to.
2: Yeah. Well, Montana, we kind of adopt Colorado beer as as part of us. Oh, um,
0: uh, okay. You steal them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I would have loved to have seen some of my favorite local breweries in the Valley, um, Sacred Waters and Bonsai, and the brew, more of the brew pubs that are around that, that bring some interesting stuff. Um, the breweries that showed up, they didn't bring... They're a game. Other than Big Sky, like I said, they brought their Ivan the Terrible,
0: which I reviewed a couple weeks ago on the podcast. But the number one beer in Montana, I believe,
2: it was. It was a uh, good memory. Um, I did get some swag, like a, which, like an elephant. Yeah, which is going to be included in the beer box giveaway. I got. I won a hat. I had to know some Lewis and Clark trivia for the from Lewis and Clark Brewery, um, oh. but but I stood there and waited until I heard a question I knew the answer to and then I won the hat just for for our lucky listener who's going to win. What was the
1: qu- can you do me a favor? Tell us the question, but don't tell us the answer. And we're going to have the we're going to have the general pop email us in with the answer. Okay. Um I feel like that's too easy. You could probably just google it. I well, this is the thing. I want them to actually take a stab at it without googling it. Yeah. Okay. It's just a fun game to play with our listeners.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm okay with it. Email us the answer to this following question.
1: Yeah. So,
2: Lewis and Clark Brewery has a 12-pack of – like a mixed 12-pack. And it's named after the actual name of the mission that Lewis and Clark were on. It's a three-word title. Is what the name of their – Operation? Mission? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The the name of their – um, company, I guess you could say, that they that they took out exploring the Louisiana Purchase with. Um, it had an official name. Like I said, it's three words long, and I only knew the answer because that's what they call their mixed 12-pack as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But that was the question that's I got cool. right to win the hat. That's going to be part of the, the Brewfest. Or no, that's going to be part of the beer box giveaway
1: from Montana. Mm-hmm. So yep. one more thing about Lewis and Clark, just kind of curious for my own personal thoughts. Why are they, are they big in Montana for a reason? Like, are they famous in Montana for any particular reason? Did they found Montana? Like what, what happened?
2: Yeah. I kind of asked those questions too. Like, why do we get, cause we have like Lewis and Clark wilderness area. Um, there's also like the Lewis and Clark brewery, Lewis and Clark pass is where they cross the continental divide in Montana. Um, they were the first Europeans, I guess, to discover well, maybe discover is not the right word, but explore Montana and and introduce it to the rest of the United States. So that's why um so much of the things around here are, you know, an homage to to them. Cool. Oh.
0: Interesting. Learn huh. something new. Yeah. See? History lesson here on Draculone Lone Friends.
2: Yeah. But yeah, right in. Right in with that with that trivia answer. We want to hear if you know yeah.
0: your Lewis and Clark. And don't cheat. Yeah. Don't cheat. Yeah, we'll you know cheat, if we'll you cheat. Cheat. Yeah. yeah. We'll know for sure. Exactly. We'll just ask Google. Be like, did this person cheat? And they'll say yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
2: And also, I think our Montana listeners have a little bit of an advantage on this one because they probably bought the 12-pack.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Any, any, other, any other really interesting beers at the Brewfest?
2: Um, Homestead Ales which I might have talked about on the early episodes of this podcast. They're in the middle of nowhere, north of here. Um, they had a sake IPA. Not for me, but it was the most unique beer at the Brewfest for sure. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it sounds interesting. Was it aged in like a sake barrel? Like
2: it was, it was like a rice beer. I think they made it with rice. I'm not sure. I didn't ask them um, all the specifics, but it tasted like sake. Um, I like sake kind of warmer, like warm. it sushi. was... Maybe it was just sake. <laughs> no, it was carbonated and tasted like a beer, and it was oh. it was an IPA supposedly. Um, but they win; they won points for originality at the Brewfest for sure.
0: Nice, that's cool.
2: Yeah. What? So, what have you What's been new in the drinking lives of Chris and Tudd? I went to a Brewfest. Do you guys doing any, drink anything exciting?
1: So I went to Philly this this weekend. Um, nice for a wedding. Uh, #Hashtag Congratulations Kyle and Molly.
2: That was their or, that was their hashtag for their wedding?
1: No. I no, they didn't have they didn't have one. Or I assume you know, they
2: would have come up with something more creative than that.
1: Cheers wow. to the Carmo <laughs> I'll say cheers to the Carmonas. How about that?
2: Yeah, there we go. There
1: we go. Okay. Well, um, cheers. We went on Saturday before the wedding. We went to two different breweries just to uh just to see what was going on in Philly with the beer scene. One of them was Yards Brewing Company, which is kind of like they kinda of do like a like English style beers. So like their IPA is an English IPA. They do sweet bitters. They do all the English style beers. So that was pretty good. They have a really cool spot. The beer was the beer was beer. I mean, it's English style, right? It's not going to burn the world down, but it was solid for what it was And their spot more than made up for it. And then we walked over to Goose Island because they have a brewery in Philly and that was packed. We only got one beer and we left because it was so busy, but what I had there was called uh, Call of the Achung, and it was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular. The thing with Goose Island. Three and um, a quarter? I think it was three and a quarter. Okay. Uh, the thing with Goose That's Island. It's pretty much a drain <laughs> pour for over. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're owned by uh, Anheuser-Busch, so they're very, very corporate, very everything's pretty much the same except for every, each individual brewery. I think they have three of them now, they said. They brew a few different beers that are just in-house beers. So that's why I got the call of the Achung because it was oh, cool. something that, that Goose Island isn't going to sell again. They just made it for their that's brewery, fine. sell it there and it's gone. Oh, that's cool. What, yeah. of,
2: what style was it?
1: It's, it was an IPA. Um, you know, They don't do a New England style IPA. Obviously, it's not new. You know, Philly's not in New England. Surprise, surprise. So, it's <laughs> What? <laughs> And the, like I said, they're very corporate. So, but it was a, it, they have a cool brewery. I wish there was less people there so I could have drank a little bit more of their beer. But I'm actually probably Kyle's probably happy I didn't drink any more beer because I would have been drunk for his wedding. So,
2: well, sacrifices we have to make. I'm sure that he appreciated that.
1: Ted. Yeah, one of our other friends who will not be named showed up a little drunk to the wedding.
2: But but no, that that did lead me to ask an interesting question to you guys. When you go to a wedding. And it's you know a pretty well stocked bar. And it's open bar. Do you have a go to for drinks, or what's your what's your game plan when you get to, when after the wedding ceremony is over,
1: and it's time to start really seriously drinking? What do you guys do? So, as somebody who just did this yesterday, allow me to uh, to answer that question. First of all, we drank the 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 building out of Bud Light, so we have to cheers that one because that was a that was a good win for us. Okay, Um, but usually we beat the wedding. (laughs) Yeah, usually I start out with drinking Bud Lights, um, just because they're light, they're easy, they're not high in alcohol. Um, you know, they usually get me in the mood to go dancing. What does a Bud Light weigh in at? Like four point two? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very light on the alcohol. Um, with about like two hours, maybe two and a half hours left when I'm like, all right, we're leaving and going to bed pretty much after this. I'll switch to. Vodka seltzers, just because they're low on calorie, but they're also you know a little bit higher in alcohol content.
0: Get you messed so, up,
1: yeah. And you know, as I get more drunk, I become the world's best dancer, right? So,
0: <laughs>
1: and that is that is really the goal. That's like when like the tie comes off, the shirt comes untucked, the sleeves get rolled up. Like I start, yeah, to, like, yeah.
0: The sleeve rolling up is that's the that's the the big part. That's how you know you are primed. Right. The sleeves are rolled?
1: The
2: important thing is Ted doesn't switch over to the vodka seltzers too early. Vodka sodas too early because then it would just scare everybody else off the dance floor because it's just like oh
1: well we can't compete with that <laughs> right Wait, yeah, he's, he's too save good a dancer
2: Before the end of the night yeah
1: <laughs> just the straight up sex appeal of me on the dance floor yeah after right. four hours of vodka seltzers is just people don't people want to deal with that like
2: there's just, grandmas it. there right like you gotta you know you want to send give the them, children
1: to bed yeah
2: yeah. You don't want to give them heart conditions, right? <laughs>
1: right, right. We want everybody to live through the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good
0: that's that's some good good pro tips. Chris, how about you? Ah, so, uh, you know, it depends on what they have for beer cuz I mean, I'm not against housing a few bud lights, but if I'm at a wedding, I'm probably going to just hit, like get generally my go-to is like a rum and coke of some of some thing that's like my standard if i'm feeling a little frisky i'll do like a santo libre but other than that it's (laughs) other than that i'll just do rum and cokes because it's easy you know everybody knows how to make one i also try to friend up the bartender and
1: (laughs) oh yeah i'm always the one who's like
0: I'll leave like critical. a five
1: behind to start the night just to know, like, we're on oh, this yeah. game right now, bartender. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: You got to, like, you got, if there's one friend you have to make at a wedding or anywhere, really, it's the bartender. So, yeah. For those of you that are mean to your bartenders, y'all are doing it wrong. Uh, well, like, no but, one's flipping
2: yeah. the priest to 20 at weddings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? No hey, one sli- some extra God stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but I mean, I might start off with a beer or two, uh, unless they have like a good craft beer. That'll probably just stick to that for most for a lot of the night. But are you going to enjoy sp- my wedding or what? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> and uh, but I'll generally will stick with rum and cokes throughout the night. And you know, of course, I'm out there dancing after a few and singing to most of the songs. So you know, sleeves get rolled up, like Ted was saying. That's 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 it's all over then.
1: Yeah. Once yeah. the guns come out,
0: yeah. Once the forearms come out, you're you're done. You
2: know, <laughs> covered in that sweat sheen, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, your
1: shirt becomes like translucent. People can see your nipples. You know, it's it's just a, it's an awesome look. <laughs> yeah, it's a great look. So it was actually funny. A friend
0: of the pod, uh, Jason, when he got married a couple years ago now, I guess I don't remember. It was it's been a while. But when he got married, <laughs> he texts me afterwards. He's like. You're in like every picture of the dance floor. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely definitely danced a lot at that wedding. That was a lot of fun. So now, I like weddings.
2: Well the reason I asked this question is because Well I was gonna ask, what's your approach?
0: I don't That's I, married. I
2: do a bad one. I
0: have a bad approach. Just <laughs> the bad one.
2: My approach is to see how high I can get the, the number of different drinks that i have like i will mix beer i will mix wine i will mix champagne i will mix dark liquor i will mix light liquor i am always regretting my decisions
1: the morning after a wedding so you
0: break all all of the drinking rules that you know you break
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i it's an interesting way of approaching the situation
2: well i i I admitted it was wrong i admit it's bad it's (laughs) a bad way to do weddings but you know what you know you do the red wine with dinner there's obviously going to be the toast, you know. Um, you probably want a beer when you're hanging out, playing at playing yard games. The little cocktail hour they do now between the wedding and the dinner. Yep. And when I when I'm faced with an open bar, I'm just like, I just want to set my creative juices start flowing, and I want a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You know, tequila, vodka, gin, rum, whatever you name it, I'm drinking it. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: I will say, I think I drank three different types of, or four different types of booze beer, vodka, I had a glass of champagne with a toast, obviously, and then I had one old fashioned just because the bartender was talking about how good she was at old fashions oh, so yeah. she made me an old fashioned with with um throw back to a couple episodes ago with old granddad whiskey, and it was actually pretty good
0: oh, oh wow, okay,
1: yeah
2: maybe maybe he, that's just good old fashioned whiskey.
1: Well, right. It's a it's a whiskey that needs to be needs to have extra flavors added to it in order for it to be drinkable.
2: Right. Like Captain Morgan's not my favorite rum, but Captain and Coke is, is Captain and Coke. Right. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a, just a go to staple if you're just looking to drink something good.
2: Yeah. So with all of this being said, you know, Todd, do you? It sounds like you have grand plans for your wedding. You told me when you were looking for wedding venues. The capability of a wedding venue to serve craft beer was really important
1: it was a it was a question that we asked every single venue we saw um the venue we chose informed us that if they could get it they would they would serve that yeah that they would serve it for me That's um, exciting. They also allowed me the ability and this was at the time when um one of the members of the podcast was my brewing buddy and he's since moved away um they also informed me that if me. i <laughs> That if, if I brewed my own <laughs> beer and kegged it, that they would serve it as well. Oh. So I could kind of do it as like my signature drink or like a as like a favor. They would pour it as long as their bartenders regulated the the pouring of it. It's right. allowed. So I don't know if we're going to do that anymore because I live that in a, ship
2: may 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 have or may not have sailed.
1: Right. Like I live in an apartment. Um, my brewing buddy lives in North Carolina and. I just don't think that's going to happen anymore.
2: But Well, yeah, I, I mean say, it's it's April at this point and right. your wedding I'd have is to brew it like next right. week. You'd have to start planning it out right now. So, it's a make or break moment, Todd. Right. And we're saying so, I think we're saying here right now it's break.
1: It's, break.
0: it's br- break. Break it. Broke it.
1: But I what I what is going to happen is we are going to request certain craft beers. Basically, just give them a list and say, you know, order two or three of these off this list and serve. Them. Okay. That's a that's a good idea. See, that's the kind of wedding where I would probably drink beer most of the night until they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can hatch if you drink the place out of beer. That's an accomplishment. They give I'm, it.
2: I'm, they, they you have to pay for it. That's the rule. If they <laughs> run out,
1: it's
0: free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. That's the key. Yep, that's it. This, I mean, wow. this venue does serve you know normal craft beer in cans. So Ugh, you will be able, so that so that will be their part of the open bar, anyways. Oscar Blue Ten Fifty. By the way, getting at a four and a quarter. Yeah, let's let's swing back around. Have you guys tasted anything different in the beer?
0: um A little bit. I mean, I definitely get the booze is uh, the bourbon flavor is less for me, and it is a little bit more sweet on the beginning. But other than that, it's still a pretty solid beer.
2: I'm getting a lot I mean, more strong oak notes.
0: Yeah, for sure. As it warms up, so, but it's good. Yeah.
2: So, real quick before we move on, I just wanted to circle back. Have you decided what craft beers you're having at your wedding, Todd? No. Are they going to be a surprise for the guests?
1: Well, so I don't know what they can get. So yes, they're going to oh, we're okay. going to we're going to go <laughs> with we're going to go with it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise to me too.
2: Um, if I had to pick what craft beers I think you should have at your wedding, I would say sip for sure would be the one, and then I would do maybe like a what's well, a good uh, like Belgian or farmhouse style. That would be a good compliment to that. Can I get a Fox Farm beer? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> it's I mean, your Kent wedding. Fall, you, can, you can cry you if can get you want a Kent to. Ken Falls beer. You can.
1: You know, an, another IPA to go to could be like #hashtag or Too Juicy, just because they're yeah. made in the state.
2: What's the mm. What's the um flagship for beard? They're Belgian.
1: They're Belgian. Oh, they're. they're uh... They're the, unfiltered the, wheat.
2: the yeah, the wit beer. Yeah, um, yeah. The is it, is it whiskered wit? Yeah, the whiskered yes. wit. That would be a good one to have. You could probably easily get a log
1: of that. Or I could just get two IPAs and just say, if you want a Belgian, go, order a blue moon. Go f yourself. <laughs> I mean, blue moon's there. Go so die. yeah, and blue That's moon's true. great. So
2: it is one of the two beers I refuse to drink. So <laughs>
1: what's what's the other beer that you refuse to drink? Natty Ice. I did, why do you wait? Why do you refuse to drink Blue Moon? This is interesting.
2: I, it's just too orangey. It just—it's too much orange for me.
1: Don't put an orange in it.
2: They come that way. I can't help it. <laughs> I just, just sometimes say, I, a Blue Moon shows up in front of me, and there's an orange in it, and I have to politely decline it and be like, "I'd refuse to drink this beer. It's—it's it's on natty ice category
1: with me." Just—just just say, <laughs> "I'll take a Blue Moon. Hold the orange."
2: Yeah, I would never do that. I only end up in situations where accidentally a Blue Moon has been granted to me. I never order <laughs> it.
1: I never choose the Blue Moon. <laughs> so so because you don't want to drink Blue Moon, I have to go out and, and buy a fancy Blue Moon for you to drink at my wedding.
2: No, I was just trying to come up with a good, well-rounded craft beer choices.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
2: Like, no one's going to be like, oh, you have this craft IPA? No, I want the other, like, I don't want that. I want the other craft IPA. You know what I mean?
1: That's a
0: good point.
2: Like, if you have one, they're like be satisfied, a, and like, a, okay, what about
0: like a a stouter reporter? Yeah, like something you, like that. You it's need gonna, the it's triangle.
1: Be, you need the three.
0: It's, it's going to be July. Okay, a shandy then. I don't know. Ooh, I'm trying to th- we could
1: do a shandy. That's
0: yeah, a good. That would that's that's good. a good call.
1: Or something like that. Think yeah, it, because like, that's a like log of like laganitas. not not Line and Google.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What you could do
0: is you could do like a you could. You'd have to do some research, but you could get a beer like I don't know i don't I can't think of one off the top of my head, and then uh like mix it with soda water to make your own uh, shandy a shandy, yeah, with lemonade or something, yeah, yeah, mix it with like a lemonade
2: well, for the price point, I think the Narragansett dell's lemonade shandy
1: would oh oh, be... I won't yeah. no it won't be there okay i Never I mind. don't like it, yeah, I
2: think it's great for the first sip, like it's pretty good sip.
0: <laughs> what, what about the rest of
1: the glass yeah
0: yeah, right you have you have 16 of them you have yeah. to drink um, yeah, those Narragansett like gimmick beers I can't get behind I don't know I mean there was one a couple of years ago they might still make it the Autocrat coffee milk stout
1: they still make it
0: and everybody was like oh my god you gotta try this this and the other thing I went and got it it was like they sat in my fridge until I drain poured them uh, I had one and then they
1: sat in my fridge They, so, I don't know this past summer they did come out with an IPA and I'm not gonna lie, the IPA is actually pretty good. Um it's something that it's something I would recommend that for you both to buy if you saw it. Because it's just it's that try good. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not gonna like knock your socks. It's on a treehouse beer. We're my, talking three and a half, three
2: seven five territory here.
1: I mean, do you probably yeah, three seven five, um, you know, depending on how drunk you are, it could be a four. Okay. That's fair. It's just a solid drinking beer. Welcome, but, welcome
2: to fact-checking, Todd, alone with friends, where we go and see how he rates Narragans' <laughs> IPA.
0: <laughs> it's a podcast within a
1: podcast. <laughs> but yeah, a sh- the Del Shandy will not be at my wedding. Um, you're right, though. Maybe two IPAs is not the way to go.
2: Is it? I mean, the, it's about time for town it all, beach but. day
1: I p- pass IPA. I think it's about time. Is it a red can? Yeah. That's the one.
2: I have fr- two ratings for my friends um tud says here i'm a little drunk rating this and then 4.0 so look at that (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome actually you know what it's funny because it's at the check-in is from dunkin donuts park so you probably were a little drunk when you rated it
1: yep yep i was at a i was at a yard goats game there we go that's awesome yeah I'm is so happy ha- be- I'm so happy that that exists right now. <laughs> that's the best fact check ever <laughs> yeah
2: that's the beauty of untapped honestly,
0: oh man oh, I think it's time, folks. I think it's time to uh loft our three handled mug of wisdom our frosty mug of wisdom that is now filled with what ten what, fin forty forty eight ounces of ten 10-50. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'd like to you know walk you through some life hacks some fun things some things to look into to make your life a little bit better hold you over for a week for one more episode of drinking alone with friends might as well start then who wants oh you want me to start okay i'll start so my handle this week is something that when i was staying with a friend while i was working in north carolina before we moved out here they had these in their house and i went out and bought one today actually two today and that is motion activated night lights. Nice. Yes.
1: So like now, they don't turn on unless you walk by them.
0: Right. Right. And the reason I did this was because I work second shift now. So when I get home, it's 12 30, 1 o'clock, and Dana's already asleep, and I hate leaving lights on around the house or turning lights on when people are sleeping. I try not to, you know, wake them. So I get these motion activated night lights. Just put them in today. So we'll, sh- we'll see how they work tomorrow, but you know, the signs are, all signs are pointing to good right now. And you know, you can go in, you can, you, you can brush your teeth, you can go to the bathroom, whatever, and get ready for bed and not have to turn on lights and be careful and like close doors and creak and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, it's a small life hack, but I feel like it's going to make a big difference in my life. And if folks are working second shift and don't want to wake people up then it might make a difference in yours as well. So, pretty pretty cool neat neat life hack for you. And they're pretty inexpensive. I mean, they're like 7 or 10 bucks at Walmart. Well, that's not so, bad. No, yeah. Totally worth it.
2: Yeah, I'm but um I'm buying one right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 7.97 <laughs> $7. for this GE one on Amazon.
1: I just noticed. Okay. I did notice that like your screen changed because like your face got brighter. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, he's on a website now."
0: You, right. you just got to make sure they're motion activated because some of them go off like go on automatically when you turn off the lights. Oh yeah, so, no nope.
2: motion activated. That's, that's what I searched for. It'll be here before the
1: podcast
0: airs. So sweet, yeah. perfect. There you go. So that's it. That's that's your first your first handle on this frosty mug of wisdom. Who wants the second one?
1: Now, Obert, when uh, Amazon when Amazon delivers to you, does that come by horse? by donkey, carrier pigeon?
2: Uh it depends on what, you know, how heavy it is. Like for a nightlight like this, probably a pigeon will deliver it. Okay. Um sometimes, you know, drones have to come in and drop it in the remote mountainous area that I live. Um but other times, yeah, if if it's like too big, yeah, horse and buggies, the normal normal method that Prime shows up in.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Um no, I'll go I'll go now. Um I actually saw a Really great band. I think I sent both of you a link. I saw a really good cool band last night. Uh called Steve and Seagulls. Like Steven Seagal, but you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I get yeah, it. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> and they are a Finnish bluegrass cover band. And they play covers of hard rock and metal
1: songs. <laughs> and in in bluegrass? Yeah.
2: And um you gotta We'll put in the show notes the descript- the link to them playing Thunderstruck from ACDC. Um, it's you know they these guys like on a farm. Somebody's like hitting a anvil with a wrench to be like the thunder. It's like it's so good. <laughs> they were they rocked the house. They were such a good band. They're uh, they're touring all over the the country, the, the states. Um, definitely one of the best shows I've seen here. And um, I bought a CD of theirs. I bought their newest CD. Listened to it this morning. It's pretty good. Um, their cover of Panama from, uh, I think it's Van Halen. Yes. Yep. Um, really good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> On this CD. That's awesome.
1: I, I love how you bought a CD. Yeah. Can we just stop and take Like, I'm, I'm shocked you still have a CD player. Well, like, it, I don't even this, think my car has a CD player This anymore. CD
2: will live in my car. Yeah. I, I you know, sometimes you don't have radio. A signal, you're out a podcast, you, know, you just want to throw over to CD. No, I have this one.
0: That's pretty impressive when you think you have to listen to 31 episodes of Draco Alone with Freds before you're out a podcast. I assume just everybody re-downloads them when they're over. Yeah, you just start at
2: one again. That's what I normally yeah, do. Yeah, it just
0: keeps, just keeps looping. But only because so.
2: I love my voice. And
0: obviously your
2: two <laughs> voices. They're so
0: sexy. He he turns it down every time we talk. Yeah. It just a <laughs> like constant button rotation.
2: No lie. I, I have the tracks saved of my own voice, so it's just I can just oh, okay. hear the long pauses when you guys are talking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, this is the
1: bad parts.
2: Uh no, Steven Seagull, cool. if if we had the copyright rights, I would I would be playing you'd be listening to them right now, but we don't. So are, instead are
1: they coming to Connecticut
2: anytime soon? Unfortunately, they're just doing their western tour um, okay. they're not going anywhere east of Arkansas on this this tour currently
0: Arkansas that's a state you don't hear of much
2: no, but yeah they they rock the house down and I don't know if it was just because you know they're from a cold snowy country with a lot of farms and they came to Montana where it's cold and snowy with a lot of farms but we we really loved their music. <laughs> it was a lot of fun.
0: You guys, you just felt each other on like an emotional. Print. We did. Like yeah yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Same way. So works.
0: so I hate to in- intrude on your your handle a little bit, but it, your your Stephen Seagull, um, or however they, it was pronounced, reminded me of a beer I had today. I went to Fourth Creek Brewing here in Statesville. Uh, shout out to Gary. He was one of the brewers slash the guy that served me my flights, and they have a hazy IPA called. Patrick Swahazy. nice. That nice. is pretty good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Was it good? So, that's what, did it, it live up good, to the yeah. name? Oh, sorry, Gary. Uh, it was good, but not not, not Patrick, Patrick Swahazy, Swahazy good. good. <laughs> no,
2: I mean, yeah. it's, it's a killer name. It's a really good. It name. It
1: is a great name. Listen, the name's a five out of five. <laughs> sometimes names sell the beer alone. So right. yeah. yeah,
2: I mean.
0: It, it it was good. It just wasn't Patrick Swahazy good.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's a tall order. It is.
0: Yeah. It is. It's very good.
2: All but, right, Todd, take us home. Anyways,
0: All uh, right. Third handle.
1: So my handle this week is going to be the new movie that came out on Netflix. I think it came out last weekend uh, called The Dirt, which is the story of Motley Crue. Oh, I thought this was uh, the prequel
2: to Joe Dirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where he not, came from.
1: Yeah. I think they showed that in the movie. Where he comes from, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, I think that's a oh. big a big plot
1: point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the dirt, um the dirt is a book that the four members of Motley Crue all wrote together, basically telling of their times being a band. And for a while, it was going to be like a big motion picture. It was going to be in all movie theaters and blah 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 blah. And they had a whole bunch of issues with the script and the director, so it ended up getting canceled. And Netflix paid for it to be reworked, redone, and um and shot for them and put on their platform so we watched it it's awesome i'm a huge motley crew fan so what's the just best to go motley see. Crew song my favorite is uh kickstart my heart i mean that's an awesome one that's yeah. a good one wild side's another good one um they're i mean motley crew is awesome they're like the first band that dress that you know dressed like like women i guess is like the only way i can describe it like they did their hair and hairspray and uh, war with like leopard print and all that type of stuff—the stuff that like you see like rock bands nowadays wear—and you're like, besides the hairspray, and you're like, oh, that's you know a rock look. That's they brought that all. They were like the mo- world's most notorious band. I feel so like they have a I movie. feel like
2: Kiss like kind of did those kinds of things before them. Well, though.
1: that was way yeah. Kiss is way over the top. Though that's, Motley Crue's like, you could see their face, they weren't like, dressed as I mean, demons.
0: Okay, so basically like, any 80s hairband is what you're describing. But, but he's like Crue the like, first hairband. They were, they were like the...
1: the first hairband, okay. if that makes sense.
2: And this is, this is what they said in the movie. Uh,
1: no, okay. I, well, I know this to be, no, I know this because I've looked this up. The movie is okay, basically well, what is about just- Kiss? Have you ever
0: <laughs> Kiss? They've been around for a long time. And but they they were were kinda, of a
1: they're not a hairband. They're from the 70s. They're from like the Different. 60s. Did they come out in the 60s? I don't know. All right. Anyways. I think they're from the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go check out The Dirt. It's about two hours long. It's a great movie. There's great music in it. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't cover the whole book. Obviously, the the book is like a thousand pages. Covering it in a two-hour movie wasn't possible. I also recommend going to read the book. So this is kind of like a double handle. I'm going to say The Dirt, both the movie and the book. Go, go pick it up, read it, and watch it on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Oh, yeah. Me too. For sure. It sounds like, I mean, I love Motley Crue. It's one of those bands that, like, I don't know. I just, I never got like hardcore into, but like, I really enjoy every song I hear from them. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's they're like in a weird spot for me on music. Like, I like them a lot, but I, I never listened to all of their albums. So it's so. kind of like it, you'd be pleasantly
2: surprised if you learned more about them on Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's, that's ex- where I'm at. Exact too. level. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, a band that I would be surprised by a lot of the fact that the facts that. People who are hardcore listener, hardcore listeners, them all like, know all this stuff. For me, it'd be like, oh, I didn't know that, and I didn't know that, and I didn't know that. You know?
1: Yeah. It's um, they were my first rock band that I saw in concert. Oh, my no first way. concert was Britney. Yeah, my first concert was Britney Spears. My second concert was Molly Crue, and it was just awesome. So I've seen them, I think, like eight or nine or ten times. They don't tour anymore.
2: No way. So. I don't know. You saw them that many times? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's who a puts good handle. Show. Then.
1: Britney Spears, and Motley Crue. Motley Crue definitely. There's there's a lot more action at a Motley Crue show. Which one of them has a residency in Las Vegas? Um, I think Motley Crue did one. I don't. Does Britney Spears have a residency now in Las Vegas? She did. I
2: don't know if she's. I think she kind of. I think she had to take a little break, but uh, she was there for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Quite a, quite a while actually.
1: Yeah. All right. So so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, we'd like to thank Oscar Blues. For their ten fifty barrel-aged Imperial Stout. Are you guys done? Um, no. Yeah, I'm done. You, you killed it?
0: Yeah, it's gone. Wow. It is gone.
1: I'm about... I'm pretty close. Oh,
2: I gotta, I gotta catch up. I have about five ounces. Uh, six ounces. Yeah, bottle. I was gonna
0: say. I, I, I was I was thinking about getting another beer.
1: <laughs> uh, please follow us on all the social medias. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And Untapped at DAWF Podcast. Hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you send... Your thoughts, concerns, hatred general you know, if you're sitting on the toilet general a poop, thoughts? You want yeah. Sitting on the toilet taking a poop, you wanna send us an email, go ahead and do that. Um I don't want concerns. So, no, I want concerns. Okay. And I'll, by the way, and make sure that you're you're emailing us in for both the questions that we asked in this episode. We had Obert's uh trivia question about Lewis and Clark. Yeah. And we had how fast have you gone down Ross Hill Road in Lisbon, Connecticut? <laughs> 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 we
2: wanna know the answer to both of those.
1: Correct. Those for are two sure. questions that we want answers to. Don't cheat and answer the Lewis and Clark question by using Google.
0: You know what? I'm curious. I'm curious what hashtag mom the pod is going to answer that second question as. Yeah,
1: I think she got pulled. I think she got pulled over on Rosso Road for speeding. So probably Ooh, pretty fast.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> and, all right. And all right. we don't. By the way, we don't advocate speeding on Rosso Road. By the way, but. You still have time to set a record and email then.
0: <laughs> Just It'll be a leaderboard, An ongoing leaderboard.
1: <laughs> um, you know, we want to give a special shout out to uh James Vakovic Designs for designing not only our logo, but the Marital Discord logo as well. I believe Marital Discord is coming back.
0: It is coming back. Uh when is still up in the air. We're still like kind of in a unboxing phase so untoting. uh, give us (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. if you give us a a a couple more weeks we'll be coming back so you know go on listen to the back episodes i listen to them a lot on my drive to and from north carolina uh, north carolina they're really they're really good
1: they're funny so um you know check them out we'll be back in a couple weeks okay so uh you know, as as everybody knows, we have we now have a thousand followers on Instagram. Thank you very much for everybody going on and liking that. We are going to be starting Wee. the contest for Obert's giveaway tomorrow, April fifth, and it's going to run for two weeks until April nineteenth. And then on the next episode, you will hear us announce the winner, and then Obert will be contacting the winner, and we'll send out the stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. We have a bunch of beers that I reviewed here on the podcast um to win you do have to be 21 years or older and you do have to be in the united states those are the two rules we have um but yeah if you look at the picture we're going to post on the instagram i think at least six or seven of the beers i reviewed on this show so uh, if you want some of these delicious montana beers now's your chance
0: you sent me the picture today, and I was like, "Damn! I wonder, I wonder if my personal account wins. If anybody would know?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think
0: the are allowed to win. But the winner is marital Discord. Woo! Weird. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey
1: you know who can win though? Significant others can win. Uh,
0: hmm? uh, you know, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. I don't think they can. Uh, I think that's kind. I think that's kind of shady. It's shady business.
1: You know who can win? Bro- mom's hashtag of the cat. Bro- mom's of the pod. M- mom's <laughs> of the pod and brothers of the pod. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. That's. I'll. I'll allow them to enter. Yes. Sisters of the pod too. Okay, oh, there you go. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Can you can't use your nieces and nephews though. That's not allowed.
0: That's true. Well, one of them is like five days old. <laughs> Good point.
1: Already on Instagram.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And uh, do you guys have anything else to add to this?
2: I do. One thing I wanted to fit in this episode, but I didn't have a chance before now, was as of today, the day this podcast is released. I've been in Montana for one year.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, Actually, no. No, can I boo that? Boo. Yeah, you
2: can. Um boo. And I'll keep it short because I know we're trying to wrap up here, but I, I love it here. I love Montana. Montana is the best place in the world. Um, For you? For me. Definitely the best place in the world for me. It's been an incredible year. I'm really looking forward to year number two. And I just wanted to put that into the universe on this podcast.
0: That's really cool. That's really exciting. I, I, we were talking about it and like I hadn't even been in... Tennessee a year before I moved, so you were close. A, you were at like
2: uh, 363 days.
0: Yeah, it was really close, <laughs> but um, clearly but Tennessee yeah, was so not the that's place really for you. Cool. Happy Montana Thank you. Obert. It means it, honestly, yeah.
2: it means a lot to me this day when this podcast is going to be released. I take myself out for like a nice dinner somewhere. To, I've made it for a year. Yeah, there you go. Nice. You've, you've survived. Mm-hmm. And so with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris, and I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends.
1: Chris, you didn't get a Tennessee anniversary. <laughs> no, no, I did not
0: get a Tennessee anniversary.
1: I, I, I
0: betrayed Tennessee. <laughs> which, which is sad, because like I thought you loved Tennessee. I do, I do, I still do love Tennessee. But uh, maybe going to...